Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, they're obviously amazing talents. Um, Clayton's working side and the truck has kind of got stability coming out of stoppages and going forward with the footy. Um, it's been a real treat to see up close. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by D's fans, as we hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is Barracan for the Melbourne Football Club. This episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, Hop In Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. My name is Tim and I'm joined each and every week by my co-host Simo. Mate, we are back. 2023, this is our first, our very, well, our first pod together, I guess. Our first episode, yeah, because what we've done a guest episode and we've been interviewed, but yeah, this is it. Footy's back. How are we doing? Footy's back, baby. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good and just looking forward to sinking my teeth into it. Mind you, I'm very stressed with Supercoach at the moment because <laughs> there's there's so much that goes into it, you know, right at the pointing end. You're like, oh, we've got this right. We've got enough D's, boys. Um, do I get going? Do I get grundy? Nah. It's, uh, yeah, it's best time of year, to be honest. It's uh, it's all, you know, it's all up in the air what's going to happen. I think... To be honest, this year's going to be closer than last year. Um, there's just so many good teams. There's you know teams that are improving. The fast ball movement, which we're going to touch on soon, it's just yeah, it's constant. You know, teams are really adapting to what Geelong and Sydney have you know have done last year. And yeah, I think we just needed to change it up. And I think by seeing in the practice matches, I think we've seen that. So yeah, I mean the unpredictable. We've been very predictable, especially last year. You know, especially with kickouts. So it'd be good to see us, you know, reshuffle things. And by having those two big, uh, two big tap boys, what do we call them, the tap brothers? Uh, having them run around, uh, I think that yeah speaks unpredictability in itself. That's it. So just a note for listeners. So the idea of this is just a really kind of quick, short recap of, of I guess the last few weeks of footy and and the D's and. Uh, We've got a we've got a preview pod coming out for round one with some special guests uh, to look at the round one blockbuster against the doggies. So we thought we'd just do a quick snapshot. There's a few fans calling out for a pod, so you know they speak, we deliver, and uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is it, this is it. So this is this is literally dusting off the cobwebs um, in terms of you and me um, talking footy, but. You touched on it earlier before. So we've had two practice matches against St Kilda and Richmond, as you said. And you've already talked about, I think, one of the big takeaways from that. And it was something that I certainly noticed probably a little bit more in the Richmond game. But just the way that we were moving the ball, I think, as you touched on earlier, like I think that towards the end of the back half of 2022, where you know, we were just going long and sort of depending on Gorn to go for a contested mark and just letting the ball spill out. Whereas I think there's been a concerted effort to be a little bit more creative with how we've been moving the ball, especially from kickouts as well too. You've seen Maisie sort of launch the ball into the middle a little bit more um, and it's certainly been a bit quicker. And I think some of the additions, with like Johnny McVie being in the in the side, um, Bowie, I know you're going to talk about him a little bit later, watching him be elite with his ball use from half back, And then the addition of Lockie Hunter as well too. Um, yeah, that's something that stood out for me. Well, there's a lot of things that are starting to, you know, starting to creep out. And I suppose those off-season acquisitions, you know, did get the opportunity. But there's also some people that we thought that we would get more run, more of a run that didn't. And you know, the JBR story is a, a continuous one, which you know will be like, you know, when's when's going to be the time? Because you look at the two games you played. You played one quarter with the the seniors in the. Or maybe even a quarter and a half, maybe with the seniors against St Kilda, and then, yeah, not being able to come on against Richmond, which was really interesting to see. Um, I mean, the biggest takeaway, 
um, I found was, you know, Cosy Pickett going through the middle, which, you know, adds another dimension to our midfield. Um, yeah, it gives another, you know, another element and another surprise element to opposition. Having Jake Bowie back is, yeah, super. I, I just think, you know, he's efficient, efficient game on the weekend, you know, to have, I think, you know, 19 posies at 100%. Um, mind you, some absolute tremendous kicks. I mean, I just see the snap. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, he just made the ball talk, and you know we, we look for a pl- player to sort of step up for you know in the absence of Salo, and you know we wish Salo all the best with his recovery, and hopefully he's on the you know, the right track. And you know he went through bits and pieces of this a few years ago, so yeah, hopefully he gets himself right on the ASAP, and yeah, then we can get him back and firing. But yeah, there's a, there's a few takeaways. I think Kay Chandler as well was another one that's. Putting his putting his name right up there, and I think he probably will be there round one, if not starting or the sub. And yeah, McV is an interesting one. I feel like he was amazing against St Kilda, but then didn't really do much against Richmond, which I think that could have been you know hampered by maybe some time on ground. Um, so yeah, who knows? Um, you saw Bailey Laurie get more game time than McV this time around. So yeah, lots of lots of sort of think about. And look, I don't think there's going to be huge role changes. I think. Lockie Hunter coming to the side on the other wing, you know, both having bold heads with Langdon, um, you know, him <laughs> shaving his head too, which is, yeah, teams are going to be like, oh, what the hell? Like, I mean, the numbers are pretty similar too, 15 and 12. It's like, well, you know, who, who are they going to shut down? You saw Langdon get shut down against Hawthorne, I think, early in the year, last year with Finn McGuinness running around with him. You think, okay, if one gets shut down, we're going to let, you know, damage you with the other. So, um, yeah, adds another cog to the... Uh, to the well-oiled machine, which I'm hoping to see, like in 2021. Yeah, that's it. No, a lot of, a lot of massive points there. It's uh, as I said, it's been interesting. I guess we've got our. Oh, actually, just before I get to that, you touched on the midfield before. I think one of the things that they certainly spoke about, and I think we started to see a little bit creep into these preseason matches, is just the amount of rotations through the midfield and now, and you got to see a couple of players that actually, you spoke Cozzy Pickett, but also you Trent Rivers playing a bit more time in the middle as well too, which is kind of exciting to see. I know probably more so in the St Kilda game had had a bit more of it uh, in the middle as well too. But I, I think experimenting also with a few of our, I suppose, dominant midfielders in different positions. Like we saw Clary run off a bit of half back against Richmond and I think that was kind of exciting. You get... That kind of allowed him to sort of utilize his speed a little bit more. We got to see him cover a little bit more ground. Like we're so used to seeing him being in tight and under the ball and in pressure. But I think it was quite interesting to see him kind of come off that half back at times as well too against Richmond. And it does, it does. We talked about that unpredictability and being able to change things up. And we've criticized Goody and the coaching staff in in the past of not having plan B. Well, this shows that they're really kind of thinking about, well, we can't have, um, we can't be a one trick pony. We can't have, like game plans to suit a lot of different situations. So I know, I don't know about you, but I think being able to rotate a lot of our wings and even some of our half backs through the midfield as well too, kind of gives us that bit of a different look and, and yeah, it kind of frees up some other players to sort of find their, find their niche in other areas too. 100%. I think we also saw Clayton Oliver almost kick the goal of the preseason. Took on about four different blokes and then just fluffed the, uh, the snap and got to touch on the line. Oh man, that could have been elite. Yeah, he 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 showed a lot of class and a lot of speed. Clary wasn't he super clean? Petrarca, you know, at his best again. And yeah, we saw we saw a midfield without you know our bull, our viney. Um, so you saw you know players like Harms and players like Sparrow go through there. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Viney come round one. See if he's fit. Um, I think we I think the biggest thing that 
probably we should talk about is the Gaundy factor and the the fact that they've put together six goals in the first half. You know, yeah, is that is that what they can showcase? Can they, yeah, start in the scoreboard? Because I mean, that's that's the next thing, isn't it? It's you know, kicking some goal, letting letting Gorn do what he wants up forward, which would be pretty cool. And um, yeah, if Grundy can go forward and you know kick his goal a game, or even either one of them kick a goal a game, I mean, that's you know getting value for what they possess. And you know, I think the biggest thing too is I keep thinking, you know, having two premier you know, all Australian ruckmen, you think, you know, teams are going to have to pre- bring in two pretty crafty ruckmen to actually be able to guard these two or at least contest with these two because you think, you know, you, you, you saw what Gorn does to the second fiddle ruckman. He just monsters them and just, you know, just palms them down, you know, our bloke's throats. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what other teams do against those boys. Yeah, it's uh, it was obviously the hot topic across the AFL to see how it would all sort of pan out, and it's it's going to be one of those things that you can't really make a judgment call for probably the first few rounds. But I think yeah, that sort of small sample size at least gave us an idea of what the threat of them could do. But I think just the threat of their strength, their height, and their ability to be able to take a contested mark is going to put the pressure on defences to be able to you know to worry, and whether that's either taking the target. Uh, you know, from that and then other players being able to capitalise on the space that they create, I think we're really going to see the full effect and that influence across, you know, all areas of the ground. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing is that they can float forward, they can float back, they can dominate, you know, they can be in the ruck. It's uh, it's exciting to see what they're going to do together um, as a cohesive unit. So, no, it's certainly going to be something that will play out and other teams are going to have to play for. It would be interesting to see if like teams just kind of you know wave the flag really and, and sort of um, concede. Start that they're going to, off them. Yeah, and just like we've seen that happen to Max before where they've just sharked his hits and um, kind of feasted on clearances. So it would be interesting to see what happens in that space too. Yeah, it would also be interesting to see how we do go clearance-wise because that was, at times last year, a bit of an issue where teams would get on top of us, even with, you know, Petrarca, Vani, all of them in there, you know, probably 70% of the time. And you think, how are we not getting such value? Um, but, yeah, with these two boys, obviously that poses that constant threat um, around the ball and that stoppage. I, I keep thinking of, as well, another thing which Gaunt is going to bring is the fact that, Gordon used to, he's got a, he's an aerobic beast. He's, he's got a, a real good way, a real good knack of getting up and down the ground. And for him to get behind the footy, which we, he showcased a lot in 2021, and even, you know, years gone by, where he can, you know, get behind the back of the stoppage, um, you know, and impact a contest. And not even free up, you know, your levers, your maze to, to intercept and then springboard the ball going out the other way as well. So, yeah, he, he could do that. I mean, who knows? I mean, you saw Tom McDonald even take ruck work in the, in the forward line, you know, do we put Gorn two kicks behind the footy and then do you put Grundy one kick behind the footy? You know, it's it's it, we, it poses just the unknown and I think the unpredictability is going to really showcase the teams and at times they're not going to know what to do. It's, you know, the world's, the world's you know, we can do whatever we want with this this setup and, yeah, I just hope they stay fit and hopefully they stay well and I think by, you know, preserving Gorny forward or back as opposed to in a ruck consistently getting jumped on, et cetera, will, yeah, prolong his career and, um, yeah, hopefully allow him to stay more injury-free this year. We have to also talk about the bull, Petrarca. Like, he's just, like you talked, you touched, on, touched on Clary before, but far out, he just looks in 
absolutely, you know, great Nick, and he's 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 raring to go. You can just tell like his form on on Saturday afternoon. And whilst it wasn't an overly defensive game, I think you know combined between the two teams, there was about seventy five tackles laid or something like that. You know, like it's but there was still enough in that to watch his you know his scintillating display of of just elite talent and. You, you don't forget, but it's nice to see that in a preseason game. And you're like, geez, yeah, he's he's hungry. Like you imagine that first bounce round one against the dogs Saturday night. He yeah, he's just such a superstar, and I can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him go. What do they got? Like they had what sixty possessions between them, I think, on Saturday with him and Clary. Yeah, give or take. And yeah, goals. Uh, sorry to sort of to wave you from track here, but. I'm putting out a big uh, prediction before the season starts, and I reckon Clayton Oliver wins the Brownlow this year. Um, I just think that's I've already put the bet on. Um, I got him at nine bucks actually, so that's a, a bargain. If uh, if you're listening here, um, if you if you're looking to put a bet on for the Brownlow, also I really want to touch base on Trent Rivers. Um, I think Trent Rivers has he's got a booting kick to to start with, and we're, we're seeing the big set shot against St Kilda. We see him, you know, hovering around the back of us, you know, to try and get a handball, etc. He's one that I feel like is he was I can underutilized. I reckon last year, and I think he he kind of his form sort of dipped, and he was out of the side for a bit. You know, you look at how consistent he was in twenty twenty one, and you know, he's another player that needs to find find his feet. I suppose again, I think. The two games he's played in the practice matches has really showcased that, and also obviously with Hibbard and Salem being out, you know that really showcase that that spots up for the grabs. And if he can, yeah, showcase his best footy, and and you saw it being in the middle as well, adding another cog to the the weaponry. And yeah, it's interesting to say I, I actually didn't see Clary come off half back, so you think this could even be a way of you know Rib starts in the middle, then you know he. Clary sprints in and Rivers pops out. Like it's, it's, yeah, poses another threat, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, I think, yeah, that flexibility and then us being open to sort of, yeah, try new things with some of these players. Like they can adapt. We've seen that with Gus Brochel, whose name we haven't even brought up at all, um, <laughs> which is amazing given how much we love him. But yeah, I think just being able to sort of, yeah, give these players opportunities to, to find niches and also make the opposition think a little bit more as well, too. Like just going to throw them off, uh, you know. We saw Clary playing a little bit half halfback. I know Viney sort of talked about a couple of weeks ago that potentially, you know, we might see him up forward a little bit more as well too. So it'd just be interesting to see how it all plays out as well too come round one. A couple of news items, I suppose, over the last few weeks, and that's been, well, Benny Brown, you know, an amazing effort. I went to the family day, uh, got to meet a few players, which is nice. Uh, got some signatures uh, with my daughter as well too um, on our jumpers, but also got to see Benny Brown shave his head. Uh, for the challenge charity that um, supports families with, you know, with children with cancer. So that was a really amazing effort. I think you, I think at one, I think he'd raised over like eighty thousand dollars, which is, which was awesome. So um, yeah, very strange looking man without it, but uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to take some getting used to. But such a such an amazing feat, and you know, he's such a genuine human being. You you love what he does for. For the for the days and his family, but also for the game as well. He's a great ambassador and a role model for a lot of young people out there. The other thing I'm sure you're gonna have a bit to say about this, it's gonna be a bit of deja vu this year with contract situations, but the Cosy Pickett stuff, it, it's not gonna go away. Look, as much as we don't want to think about it, but you know like the talk's gonna be in the media. It's um I, I suppose from D's fans, we implore us just to kind of, you know not buy into it and try not to ignore it, but we know that the noise it's it's gonna be there. 
wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm begging for Cozzy to, to sign it early because I'm trying to word this in the right way. I think, you know, players that had have had that pressure and all that, you know, can you know, take a fairly hit, heavy hit mentally. And I think I'm hoping that it is the right thing for him to stay. I mean, obviously, he'd probably have family in South Australia, WA, et cetera. Um, but, you know, having him... He's my love child. I mean, it, it's um, he's one I just don't want to leave, and we can't afford to leave. Uh, lose, sorry. Um, he he uh, just just the his ability, he's a match winner, and he's he's someone that we need to. <laughs> I mean, a salary caps are pretty pretty ridiculous. Knowing that a couple of the big contracts with Petrarca and Oliver, thinking and Gus Brayshaw, Gorney, etc., um, that have signed pretty lengthy, sorry, heavy contract deals, and I think. You know, I, I'm just praying. I'm praying that it happens early for him, and I, you know, hopefully that way he can, yeah, really focus on his footy and yeah, deliver a really strong 2023. That's it. And I know the club aren't worried about it. You know, you're going to give him space and give him um, all the time in the world, and not pressure him into it. It's just, uh, I suppose, yeah, it is always hard to block out the noise. I suppose from a from a supporter's point of view, and it, it is. It's he's one of those players that you see all these young kids, um, especially at family day as well too. Like it was great seeing you know all these kids there in D's. And Dee's gear is what it was all about. And watching, you know, so many 36ers, you know, being around there as well too. It's um he is he's a player that puts bums in seats and and you go there just to watch him play. And and just as you touched on earlier tonight, like the fact of being able to see him maybe take that next step as well too, kind of elevate his game to the next level by sort of having that impact in the middle and in the midfield as well too. Um, yeah, he's a he's a hugely important part to this football club. And yeah. We uh we hope to see him in the red and blue for a very long time. So anyway, that's enough about that because we're not gonna we're not <laughs> we're not gonna think about that anymore. But yeah, what do we got about? What'd you say? Eleven days to no thirteen days to round one. Exciting Eleven time. days for us. Nine days, days until Richmond Carlton. Ah, so there you go. Yeah, lots of lots of sort of decipher gets to see coach teams ready. Um, <laughs> you're up for a big season. If you haven't signed on as a member, please do so. I'm looking at potentially getting a reserve seat that's what yeah my plan is hopefully there is some left because i know we uh, are launching for memberships and al actually got the message saying yeah three home games for 13 dollars. so that's that's come about that's like it did last year as well so pretty good that's a that's another way to yeah add a number to the list and yeah hopefully we can go a long way to try and crack the uh crack the record which was i think was sixty-five thousand, i believe last year so hopefully yeah hopefully we can go better than that this year and maybe get to 70 and then yeah, hopefully we get some silverware at the end. I mean, that's obviously a long way down the track, but put the, put the best foot forward round one. Uh, let's get there. And actually it's a, it's a Melbourne home game. So support the boys and yeah, get, get at least 60,000 there. I think that's a good starting point. Easy. Very good. Oh, I don't think we could sum it up better than that, mate. It's uh Yeah. Thanks for everyone. It's good to be back. Um, stay tuned. We've got our preview pod coming up with the one eyed dog dog podcast. I did it again. One Eyed Dog podcast <laughs> um, coming up next week. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, great to be back, Simo. Thanks for jumping on. Good to dust off the cobwebs. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll speak soon. Most importantly, though, go days. Go days.